Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of He's a Kiefer, the only podcast about Kiefer Sutherland. I'm your host, Zachary LaDuke. I'm your other host, Jaden Cron. Uh, content warnings are in the description, we're just going to start doing that now. Uh, today we're talking about <laughs> Killing Time, not a to be confused with time. another Kiefer Sutherland movie, A Time to Kill. Yeah, which that one's based on a John Grisham novel, I think. Yes. This so. one is based on... <laughs> On wild fantasies, I suppose. <laughs> wow. Um, what happens in this movie, Jaden? Well, in this movie, Kiefer Sutherland kills a man, steals his identity as the deputy in this town on the coast. He's the deputy around these parts. Yeah, he's the second deputy. And the first deputy is planning to murder his old flame's husband. Because he's a bad man, and they're going to frame it on Kiefer. But then what happens is Kiefer finds out, and he ends up um, framing the murder on the deputy. Yeah, he pulls a little switcheroo. He ends up killing the guy. He ends up killing the husband and frames it on Sam and Laura, who were like, you know, they used to be together back in the day. And, oh, oh, things, things happen. Carl who's the, the sheriff around these parts, and uh, Sam each independently figure out that it was Kiefer. And then Kiefer gets shot and dies, and then Sam and Laura leave the town. Now, that sounds like it's a short movie, but this movie's an hour and a half. Yeah, and really the most of what you just described happens in like the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very, it, it's a very slow build. Not yeah. in a good way. So... What's your overall opinion of this movie? I it was okay, you know. I have I I feel like I have a tendency to like just like be like I hated this movie on this podcast and like I didn't enjoy this movie certainly, but it was fine, you know, like for what it was. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed this movie. Like, of course you did. Do I ever want to see it again? Hell no. But you know, maybe it's just because I've been staying up till two every night for the past week. <laughs> maybe. But like, I I mean honestly, there's just there's just a lot of good lines. I think this is really mainly just like stupid stuff. Okay, like when like this movie isn't good in any way. Okay, this is a bad movie. Don't, Don't worry. scare me like that. I'm I enjoyed it, but it's bad. There's just like really funny parts where like um you know Sam will just be like that's first degree murder. Yeah. In, like, the most outlandish voice possible. And, like, the soundtrack. I don't oh. know who picked it, but wow. Do they, they they really know how to diffuse any and all tension in any moments. Like, there's, there's a final scene where, like, Kiefer and Sam are chasing each other. And there's just this music that's playing that's, like, definitely a MIDI sound file. Yeah. And it sounds like menu music from, like, a PC strategy game from the mid to late 90s. Yeah, there's definitely like a moment where I zoned out and like I was just, I'm like, Wait, what game music am I listening? Oh right, I'm watching this movie. <laughs> this only a slight exaggeration. Yeah, I, the sound in it was like the sound. Listen, I, I get that most movies use ridiculous like big cannons for their gunshots, but th- this movie like went a bit. It was like it was a lot. Really? Also, there was definitely moments where like in the fully, they it was just someone bumping the microphone. Mm, yes, like that was definitely noticeable. Um, <laughs> which is 
pretty what good. What you like to see. Like to yeah. Hear. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I mainly enjoyed this movie's... Um, I mean, I like... Visually, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I just like the coast, I think. I think that's what I, you know, like, it's just kind of moody at points. And uh, Bo Bridges, the guy who plays Sam, looks a bit like a discount John Travolta, so that was fun. Does he? And the guy who plays the sheriff looks a bit like discount William Shatner. I could see that. There was, there was like, only one real shot where, I'll admit, where the John Travolta, like, just the way his face was lit up, I was like, huh, that's, that's pretty neat. Um... I don't know. Kiefer's good in this movie. I enjoyed people's performances because they were hammy. Um, but like narrative-wise, this movie makes like no sense. Yeah. So like, so Kiefer's whole. So at the beginning of the movie, Kiefer kills the kills Brian, and then later, like once he's in the t- in the town as deputy, he there's a like a wire goes out to all the police precincts saying, "Hey, we found this body. It's this yeah. dude," yeah. and he's just surprised by that. What did you think was going to happen? Well, this so the best part about this scene. So, like Kiefer gets like the telefax that the man he killed is dead, um, and who he's impersonating. And he like, and meanwhile, the sheriff's like, "Yo, I need you to wrap up these fish." And so he just like looks at this message and looks at the <laughs> fish, and then he wraps the fish up in this message, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go put this into you know, I'm gonna take care of this, and then nobody will notice." But then. The sheriff ends up handing this note to these women, and you're like, uh-oh. Like, it's it's very cartoony in that moment, yeah. and then it ends up mattering in, like, the last ten minutes of the movie. Speaking of cartoony, the final scene where it's the gun chase between Sam and Kiefer, uh-huh. um, it, that was pretty cartoony, because they're just running through, like, sand dunes and just tripping mm. over themselves. That was good. I like that. More yeah, movies no. should have gunfights in sand dunes. Yeah, I loved Kiefer in that scene, where he just kept yelling, Sam! Yeah, like yeah, that that'll get him. That'll. I want to talk about Kiefer as more as a whole, as just an mm. actor. Mm-hmm. I, over the course of the, this, we're now on our ninth episode of this uh, hit yeah. podcast, um, and I've noticed a trend. Uh-huh. Kiefer Sutherland had a, went f- like had a very defined soft boy phase, and then a very defined Jack Bauer phase. And I would argue he's out of that now, and he's now he's in. Like designated survivor, Mister President phase, which is separate. Uh, thing. I don't know. I think he's in countryman phase now. He's ready to like. He's ready to ranch, boy. That might be true. Honestly, we might talk about that a bit later in the show. Teaser. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what he's talking about. There's definitely like, towards the end of this movie, you can start to hear the Jack Power mm-hmm. side coming out when he's yeah. chasing Sam. That he goes from the Hey, I'm Keeper Southern to the, Hey, Sam. Yeah, uh, I also think there's, like, like even in his style, there's the part where it's the funeral. And for some reason, yes. he's attending Jake's funeral in, like, his full deputy uniform, just wearing sunglasses, standing by his cop car. And it just, like, zooms in on him. And I'm like, that's just Jack Bauer. Yeah, that, like, that's that, who that is. the most Jack Bauer. He would. He would do Other that. Other than, like, the beige pantsuit. Like, oof, so very Jack Bauer. Wow. Yeah, this movie, man. Um, The, the Kiefer... Kiefer's character in this movie, oh, he's crazy. Yeah, it's just another generic, like, oh, he's a sociopath, or he's a psychopath, oh, he kills, oh, he doesn't feel anything. And then they try to justify it. The whole the whole backstory with his dad is so unimportant to this movie yeah. that the movie itself doesn't care about it. Yeah. They, 
they try to do flashbacks at the beginning of him finding his dad, but then they just completely, they just, every time he tells a story, he just says, you know, oh, you know, my dad. Basically, one thing led to another, and uh, Wilson and uh, killed my dad indirectly. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't say that, he doesn't even say that Wilson killed his dad until the very, very end. Um, and because you're just kind of, because he, there's this part where, where Kiefer and Lauren are in, in, in the vehicle going from, like, the coroner's office to her house. And he just, like, goes on this long speech about how his dad... I'd, I'd argue with you that he seems very interested in, in that scene, which is the main one where he brings it up. And he's like, yeah, this happened to my dad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh-huh. And this guy murdered my dad. Well, the police said it was a suicide, but this guy did this thing that basically meant my dad had to kill himself. And you're just kind of sitting there like... And he'd also, I don't know, just the way he was talking to Laura about the murder. You're just like, wow, I wonder, I wonder if Kiefer did it. Yeah. And the fact that Laura just didn't, I don't know, there's things where it's like, wow, you really could not piece it together. Yeah, the whole confusion between her and Sam of each thinking that the other one killed mm-hmm. Wilson. Because the, the plan was that Laura would do it. Laura would do it, so... When she didn't do it and he was still dead, the fact that she didn't outright say anything right away, it's just there's a trope of basically the entire movie conflict could be avoided if the characters were not dumb. Yeah. And yeah. this and movie this, falls into that. There's this like moment where because because Sam figures out who did the deed when, like after they've had sex. Yeah. And they're just kind of sitting there and she and he's like, yeah, I didn't kill him. And she's like. Okay, I believe you, and I didn't kill him. And then I'm just like, oh my god, you already had this conversation, and it's just one of those, but if you're not driving the bus, <laughs> and I'm not driving the bus... Then who's driving the bus? Like, how did... Like, of there's only one other person in town. Yeah. The, the one guy who's been talking about how much he loves guns and doesn't have a permit for guns. The entire movie, the one person who just moved into town... <sighs> it's just, it's very dumb. It's so dumb. But I was able to look past that dumbness and enjoy the stupidity. And like, that's fair. I, I think, I don't know, overall, like, I'd say this movie's, for me, at least in this particular viewing, in this mindset, I, I enjoyed it uh, like a fair bit more than most Yeah. of the other ones. Like, I definitely had to pause it. And, like, just mm. go do something else a lot less than I do with most of the movies that we watch. Yeah. Because it was, it was, like, it was, it was, it was kind of boring. But, I mean, enough was happening that it held my interest. And, like, whenever there was, a, like, a lull in the story, someone would say something dumb. Like, when Kiefer said, people basically suck, if you know what I mean. Yeah. When um, he gets yeah. his, st- his crappy little trailer that he gets for free as the deputy. Yeah. What? And then, like. And then, there, sorry, there's just a moment where he's like, yeah, I don't get TV. And then, like, two or three <laughs> scenes later, you can clearly see in the corner of his his trailer, there's a TV. We see he's a, he's a sick, twisted mind. He's just, he's, this dude's messed up, dudes. Society made him this way. Uh, oh, this movie's the Joker. I mean, like, basically. He even, like, kills people with a revolver, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all edgy and stuff. Yeah. Um, Man, what about that? What about the uh, the Mexico going away party scene, huh? 
That's your uh, Yikes. That's all I'm going to say on that one. I mean, I this is pretty know. par for the core. Yikes. Yeah. I, I, it could have been more yikes. It because, definitely could have. Like, I, I, <laughs> I could definitely see this kind of a party, like, happening outside of the context of the 80s because middle class North Americans just, just love Mexico. Yeah. Like, they just, like, we, like, live, breathe, and die to go and exploit other people's resources. Yeah. Um, Obviously. But, anyway, yeah. I just mainly wanted to talk about, like, the drink-off more than anything. And, like, the parts when, like, Carl's just standing there in his sombrero and two dudes yeah. just, like, start yeah. pouring their beers on his hat. I, yeah, I, that was... I enjoyed that scene. It, you know, because yeah. it was just... It was just funny looking at dated parties, I guess. It was very... <laughs> It was very nice. It was very this movie, you know. It, yeah, I would have been surprised if it didn't have that. Yeah, that's fair. See, it's no, dude. It's about it's about the juxtaposition yeah. of the fun of the party and the coldness of Kiefer killing Winslow. Um, yeah, you know. Also, sorry, the moment when <laughs> when Kiefer kills Winslow, he's just basically something. He's like. Ah, uh, you weren't lucky tonight, or something like that. And I was like, literally half expecting that this, that this, like, that the the version of the movie I was watching would just like cut to a title card saying Bethesda Softworks presents. Because I, sw- it's like that's just like exactly what Benny says at the opening of Fall at New Vegas. Shrieked from the start. From where you're sitting, it seems like you've had a 24 karat run of bad luck. But the truth is, the game was rigged from the start. Bang, Kiefer Sutherland. Um, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland presents Fallout, Kiefer 70, Sutherland presents. Fallout 76. No, don't put our no, boy's name he on wouldn't, that. He wouldn't. No, he, he would, wouldn't. I, think, I mean, he was in Marmaduke, to be fair. That is also fair. I, <laughs> you've got me. Here's, here's, here's my idea, right? You know how with Fallout 4, Bethesda said, okay, we're going to take away... The ability to make your character unique, which is the one appeal that people have in role-playing games. Yeah. So we're, like, by making him voiced, I think I could have stood it if he was voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, obviously. I think Kiefer Sutherland should be in an Obsidian RPG. That's all yeah. I'm saying. He should be in a lot of things. He should be in everything, The fact really. that, like... The fact that they replaced David Hayter with him. Like, I mean, David Hayter, obviously an, a, an icon and a legend... But if yeah. you're going to replace him. And especially him for, like, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Metal Gear Solid Five later, but especially yeah. for, like, the twists, it actually makes sense to replace the uh, the voice actor. Okay, let's get one thing straight here now. <laughs> yes. There's nothing in Metal Gear that makes sense. Well, I love Kojima. Metal Gear is great. There's not a single thing in those games that makes a lick of sense, and I will not hear anything to the contrary. I mean, there's, like... There's individual elements that make <laughs> on its own sense? a spy named Solid Snake makes sense in the context of anything in that series. But it's the does. way that the elements work together. It's how it's how yeah, you know, just, uh, whatever. We can talk about Metal Gear another day. Anyways, is uh, this movie a keeper? I'd say yes, but barely. I'd say no, but barely. It was fine. Yeah. It's five yeah. out of ten. Yeah, solid. I'm probably never gonna it's another one I'll just never think about again. God, he I did know. a lot of just these movies. I enjoyed it more than Young Guns, just because Young Guns, like, when Young Guns drags, dude. That's Young completely Guns fair. Drags. Um, 
This like, movie. This one's slow, but it's fine. Yeah, this this movie's fine. Um, it's fine. You don't need to watch it unless you're running a Kiefer Sutherland podcast. Yeah. At which point, I would have to ask you to cease and desist. Um, our um, lawyers will be getting in touch with you. In other news. Anyone have any recommendations for lawyers on the cheap? One second, sorry. Now that you're bringing up lawyers, I want to bring up one last thing about this movie before we move on to other bits. Um, there's just like just the whole motivation, just because the writing in this movie does not make sense. There's just like this line where Lauren's just like, "Yeah, you know, if I tried to to run away with my daughter, he would just it would just end up with a bunch of people throwing acid on my face." And I'm like, "What?" And then she clarifies, she's like, yeah, his lawyers would come and get me. And I'm like, what did you do? That's what lawyers do. Nothing. And it just, the way it, it doesn't motivate it really. Like, and they felt the need to like over-motivate it with, or the certain scene in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That was bad. That was bad, dude. I was like, that why was is like this? straight in... up like, bad. I don't know. You don't, you don't need that. But it's, it's not... an R-rated movie. And so we gotta... I just God stop has... using. I'm not even gonna. I don't even want to mention it because it's, yeah, it's... not unnecessary in the movie. It's unnecessary here, but I agree. Stop using. If you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. Stop using that as a plot device. Yeah, like. Please. Well, moving on to happier thoughts. Plot keyword time. This is the IMDb uh, plot keywords top five plot keywords for the killing time. Neo noir. Ooh, what's what? psychopath? Okay. Deputy sheriff. Yep. Keep in mind, deputy sheriff is one. Uh wait, is it one murder plot it hyphenated? It's 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 two words. Okay. Oh, but it counts as one term. Yes. Murder uh, plot. Yes. Husband wife relationship. Yeah. This has been IMDb plot keywords. Wow. Thank you. The most relevant part of this show. Moving on to uh, the other most relevant part of our show, Amazon reviews. Here we go. I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up. Okay. Light on me. You got one? Okay, I'm gonna tell you one. Lay it on me. <laughs> Five star review. Yes. <laughs> uh, 2016. This n- <laughs> the title is. You won't be killing time watching this movie. Good time. Is that the title? That's the title. Yeah, the body. This nineteen this nineteen eighty seven drama crime thriller is a forgotten it no sorry this nineteen eighty seven drama crime thriller is forgotten gem, it's not perfect but it has a good story and directed for well like a classic film noir from the forties what um John Don no Joe Don Baker who pa- who who was past his leading man status makes a middle aged sheriff of this sleep small this sleep small East Coast town. I don't think it's on the East Coast. This movie's definitely on the West Coast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, anyway, small East Coast town who's about to retire come to life with a murder case involving his deputy played by the son of Lloyd Bridges, Bo Bridges, who I never found a very good actor like his father. That was all You're one. A bad loot. You're a bad actor, just like your father. Even though he's the main character in this movie, it's, it's he's just bland and boring, seems to walk through every role, including this one. Kiefer Sutherland, son of Donald, is also here in probably one of his earlier roles and plays a psycho killer who takes the identity of a deputy after killing him. I won't give away the ending. He's actually good in his role, even though not a big fan of him. This movie's best role is... You get this is... garbage off my podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. 
Um, the movie's best role is Wayne Rogers, who plays the big Trump type, who wants to build a big development in the area against the town's wishes. His murder becomes Baker's reason to stay in the town. The ending is somewhat disappointing, but overall it's one of the better 80s crime dramas from the this era person... in which there were many. Killing time, good time. This person seems to hate this movie and everyone in it, but okay. Yeah. Also, how dare they? How, how dare they? dare they? How dare they? In less disgusting reviews, mm-hmm. this is a five-star review from LRW, uh, February 2nd, 2013, format DVD. This is a verified purchase, no doubts here. Daughter likes to watch Younger Kiefer. Really like this movie. Bit of a palate cleanser on that one. Yeah. All right. This is a three-star review from Angel, um, February 7th, 2015, format DVD. Another verified purchase. Uh, I was a little disappointed that he was only in half the movie. I bought this for Kiefer Sutherland. You bought this as a gift for Kiefer Sutherland? (laughs) I was a little disappointed that he was only in half the movie. But his character death was interesting, and other themes weren't bad either. I'd recommend you watch at least once. Not a favorite of mine, but it was still good for what it was. See? I agree. See? This person gets it. Angel, Uh, you, you, you get it. You can come be on our podcast if you want. Okay. Uh, May 4th, 2010. OMG, so bad. One star. I read the reviews. I saw the warnings. Even the plot summary was a pretty good indicator that this movie would be nothing but bad, but I still watched it. My biggest problem with watching a bad movie is watching a bad movie that could have been good, but the writing and or casting ruined it. This is one of them. I only watched this movie because Kiefer Sutherland is in it. Heck yeah. But he is just a terrible fit for the character. Okay, you take that bat. He he was okay. He was fine. The character was a bad fit for Kiefer. Yeah. Because, I mean, he literally just walks around giggling the whole movie. Yeah, he does that thing that he does in like, all his earlier movies with his mouth when he talks. And it, you'd have to have watched all these movies that we've watched to understand what I'm saying. But Jaden mm, yeah. tells me you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's also, like, I also definitely saw the Kiefer. I mean, other people do this, too. But you know how just, like, when some people, like, move their, like, forehead, their enti- the entire, like, back of their head moves, too? Yes. Kiefer, when Kiefer someone does that, I saw it in this movie, and I was like, that's my boy. Anyway, he is just a terrible fit for the character. I think he was too young to grasp a character like that, or maybe he missed the mark on purpose. Either way, this movie missed the mark. There are so many things that didn't make Senke, or choices that could have been changed that would have made the movie worth watching. I do not recommend this movie unless you are a Kiefer completist. And even then, I'd say, it'd say don't waste your time. Well, you should have told us earlier, okay? As the only living Kiefer completionist, should have told us. Let a guy know. Yeah. Um... There's one other one-star review. I might skip through it because it's very long. Okay, I'm reading through one of the news stories. If you want to just skim through for highlights. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's worst ever movie, April 10th, 2007. Come on. He was in Marmaduke. He was in The Wild. Granted, this this review came out in 2007. Oh, well. So they the Marmaduke, this review is from a pre-Marmaduke universe. <sighs> What's that like? What I wouldn't give to live there. Uh, That's where it all went wrong, really, was Marmaduke. Yeah. That's how we got here. That's that's the inciting incident. Um, 
without a doubt, Kiefer Sutherland's worst role of all time was in 1987's The Killing Time. The movie itself almost derailed Sutherland's career. Perhaps part of the reason why nobody catches on to Keith Sutherland's deception is that in this particular county, incompetence in law enforcement is rampant. The county sheriff, played by John Doe Baker, is a good old boy to a comical degree, even by the low standards of Hollywood. Baker's exaggerated southern fried chef behavior is absurd. Southern fried sheriff. Oh, pardon me. I said chef, but he meant to say. Uh, sheriff. Behavior is absurd. If The Killing Time was a comedy, then it might work. However, in an alleged straight action drama, Baker's act is screwy. Oh, sorry, reading this review reminded me of uh, another part in the movie that we didn't talk about. The first time um, Laura tries to kill Winslow when she puts the Valium in his beer. Mm-hmm. And then, like, leaves him in his car with, like, the carbon monoxide tube. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was something. You're just... And then he just, like, wakes up the next morning and he's like, oh, I don't feel so good. And she's like, oh, I don't know. That's weird. Oh. We had good sex last night, so... So... Oh. So... Oh. Um... Yeah, and so after that, it is at this point that the movie lurches beyond the limits of believability. Bridges calls his gal and arranges for her to meet him at the abandoned lighthouse. There, he tells her that he's decided for reasons too sensitive to share with the audience that he's decided that she's right about the murder, that the husband must die so that they can get married and live happily every happily every after. Not only that, but he's also come up with the neat idea of doing it in such a way that he can use his position to frame Sutherland for the murder. In what other a words, neat idea. The chief deputy sheriff has decided in about 24 hours or so that not only is murder okay, it is quite acceptable to frame an innocent man for a capital offense in Louisiana, where they take the death penalty very seriously. Why are you talking about Louisiana? This movie is set on the West Coast. It's in California. They mention California several times. Yeah. It's he kills a Coast. man in it's Nevada not... He's and like gets to the next place pretty quickly. He, it's, it's not... Louisiana. It's not on the East Coast. It's neither. What? For, for someone who wrote such a long review, g get a simple fact about the movie right. Yeah. Um, from this, uh, this point on, this movie becomes a mess of cliches, even messier than the swamps in the Louisiana County. There's what no swamps in this movie. There's <laughs> dunes and beaches. What are you? What movie did you watch? <laughs> did he? I see. He might have watched a killing or a, a time to kill. No, that the one other in, movie. That one involve. I've seen that movie. It involves like the KKK oh. and houses oh, getting have. blown up. Yeah, I have. It's. It's. I, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I looked at the description. It's like yee movie, but yeah. It's like it's it's okay. It's decent. No, it's, it looks a bit. It just it looks a bit yikes. That's fair. It is very yikes. I I actually had to watch it in school. Oh. Uh for grade a scholar. 10. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I don't even remember Kiefer in the movie. I mainly remember uh, Matthew McConaughey and being like, <laughs> that's all the guy right, who said, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> anyway, that movie sure exists. 
not swamps in it, though. Anyway, you can predict every subsequent development all the way to the surprisingly dull climax. I don't know, dude. When Kiefer Sutherland points a gun at the protagonist and says something along the lines of, looks like justice has been served. Yeah, he does say that. <laughs> I don't know how you that could was call that a cliche. Funny. The movie ends with Bridges and his soon-to-be-wife walking hand-in-hand down the road to their country estate in the... What?! They were leaving it, town. Yeah. Um, also, this guy didn't watch the movie. What? There was also like a line right at the end that he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. Um, that like Sam says to Laura as they're walking down hand in hand, he just says, I don't think you really would have killed him. Yeah. Killed him. That's like the, the final line in the movie. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. You walked in on her, leaving him in a yeah. car with... She literally almost did. Monoxide. She oh, had already man. done all the work of it. Yeah. Like, wow. This movie. Anyway, this movie. Um, evil triumphs over evil, and life continues on in the Louisiana County, just as it always has. Why do you... <sighs> anyway, um, The Killing Time is a movie that is an insult to the intelligence of the audience. I don't know. I'm going to just double check. Like, there's a lot of people just saying it's not in California. It's in California. But yeah, like at this point, they came up. The name is something like San Alba. Like it's got the word San in the title. To be fair, San's Undertale has the, the word San in him and he's not from California. That's true. I don't think he's but filming locations, Los Angeles, California. To be fair, quite a few movies filmed there. So plot summary, a stranger shoots a man named Brian Mars and buries him on the side of the road. Then he assumes his identity and moves to a small town in California. There you go. That's just sad, man. Come on. Oh, I also forgot. Uh, just as a side note, because I think that's the end of Amazon reviews for now. Thank you, Amazon. Yeah. Um, uh, don't thank Amazon. Thank you, reviewers. There you go. Michael Madsen's in this movie, huh? He's the he's the he's Stu. He's the guy at the start of the movie who like the sheriff and the deputy go to, and are like. Saw, dude, give us money and we won't tell people that you have weed. Right, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, and then, like, Michael Madsen later, um, you know, provides proof to uh, Sam that Winslow is bad for, um, is trying to kill his girl. Yeah, another, another Michael Madsen. Another Michael Madsen. They keep coming up. He keeps happening. <laughs> Kiefer's happening. No. Nope. Wait, wait a minute. Sorry, uh, I'm now on the Wikipedia doing some doing some science. Oh my goodness. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. So, you know Laura, right? I'm familiar. Guess who her real life husband was at the time of filming this movie? Kiefer? Kiefer. This oh. is, she's Kiefer's first wife. She wasn't a Kiefer, turns out. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm you know I don't want to, I don't want to blame on I, I, I don't want to blame that on anybody. So we're just gonna yeah. Just gonna I mean, keep I just want on. to make a joke about the name of our podcast. So. That's also true. Well, we're gonna move on to Kiefer news. So this piece of Kiefer news, it's a little bit old. Um, it's news to me though. Okay. So fight me. Um, so the Lost Boys, uh, reoccurring topic on Kiefer news there's a tv show apparently for what for the lost boys oh yeah uh on the cw um, uh yeah i think i definitely heard of that 
There's it's gone through a few different like writers and showrunners. At one point, uh, Rob Thomas of uh, Veronica Mars and iZombie Notoriety hmm. um, was going to be the showrunner, but no, it seems he's not. I don't know if doesn't I can't tell if anyone has replaced him yet. But Kiefer's not in this one. Yeah. Um, it's a new cast. Ew. It's also on the CW, which just doesn't sound like my kind of... Yeah. My personal brand of TV. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, then that's great for you. Dakota Shapiro will be t- playing the part of David, so that's his playing Kiefer's character. So Dang, dude. Look out for that. Um, I thought yeah. they were going to get like a CGI reanimated young Kiefer to... Co- no, they were going to get uh, Tommy Douglas, because he's the only <laughs> person for the role. Topical, because James Dean is in a movie. Coming out Ooh, for some true. reason. For some reason, they. Just I thought decided... that was the the joke you're making. No, like kind of, but yeah, wow. Uh, our next piece of key for news. Um, it's not. I don't really have any source on this. I was oh just. Oh my been, goodness. Um, what happened through... to your standards of journalistic no, integrity? No, 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 no. no. I mean, I have I have sources. It's just, it's just, just hear me out. So there's um, so uh, on the the new Twitter account that we have uh, at HAK Pod. Uh, go follow us. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been following various Kiefer Sutherland-related Twitter accounts, as you do. And I've been seeing seeing footage of people. Uh, so the Fugitive show that we talked about in our first episode, which will be on Kiwi, which apparently stands for Quick Bites. Wow. I still... That... The concept of it just angers me, but, you know. We got to keep moving. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we, last time we talked about Yeah, we Kiwi, can't get bogged up. back down in Kiwi. Kiwi took up like half an episode. <laughs> um, so they're they're filming right now, uh, the fugitive show with Kiefer Sutherland, and mm-hmm. he looks good in it. You know, he's he, I'm getting Jack Barrified from it. I'm getting nice. excited. I mean, nice. I'm not excited that I'm gonna have to watch it on my phone. Yeah, because that's stupid. I have a TV for a reason, Jeffrey Katzenberg. I'm. Not I have excited. my phone for YouTube videos. I watch movies on my TV, so... I'm not excited for the fact that Kiefer Sutherland will not be hunting down Kiefer Sutherland in this in this show, as I previously have suggested. Um, well, it's still early days. That's true. They could rewrite the... They could recast the entire show. Yeah, I mean, they already got... They would already have their lead already cast. So that's Kiefer News. Wow. Okay, so your options. Ooh. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Okay. Forsaken. What's Forsaken? Forsaken is a 2015 uh, action drama Ooh. western uh, starring Kiefer oh. Sutherland and Papa Sutherland Donald. <laughs> Did you just call him Papa Sutherland? <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar no, I did. Man, that's... <laughs> One wow. issue with Forsaken is it's only available on iTunes, so... That's, yeah. I'm gonna put that out there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too mad about paying for it. Buh, buh, buh. I'm gonna have to go with truth or, con- truth or consequences, New Mexico. Okay, we're doing truth or consequences, New Mexico. I want to see. I want to see Kiefer directing. I want to see him in the director's chair. I want to see him in that chair, in the starring role. When's Kiefer's magnum opus coming out? You know, I'm just. I'm waiting for the next. I mean, what if this is his magnum opus and we're just, like, in for the ride of our lifetime? I mean, it has a higher score than a lot of the movies that we've watched. That is true. 
it's not a great score, but you know, compared to what we've been watching. But like, what if for us it's his magnum opus? I mean, here's the thing: it might be. That's like honestly one of the reasons why I agreed to do this with you because I'm just like I keep expecting for <laughs> one of we... these to be like some hidden gem that like some people write off as terrible, but I'm gonna think is great. We're gonna find it eventually. We're gonna find a guilty pleasure. Um. I mean, you know, maybe Lost Boys will become that if we ever, like, you know, watch that again. But also... Hey, maybe Young Guns 2 will be it. (laughs) You know, you're definitely right. I forget everything. Forget everything else. Except for the consequences, New Mexico. Because that's what we're watching. Be there next week. Before we wrap up, I want to... I have an idea. I want to propose. I want to make a motion to the council. Okay. Um... December. Uh-huh. Designated Survivor December. Ooh, ooh, that's... I just... I literally just came up with this a second ago. Okay. But I think we'll it's be, got legs. So we'll be doing that in between um, marathon well, sessions of playing the Halo Reach remake. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I can't think of a better way to spend December. Maybe. Maybe. I'll... I'll... We'll... 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 we'll We'll discuss the council with the council. lets your mo- motion stand, but we'll we'll have to think about. It. Also, we'll reconvene next week. I have a proposal for you. Um, yes, yes, a million times yes. Hi, I'm a funny guy. Go on. I I propose we bring in we bring in a guest star. Okay, uh, who who, who are we guest, talking? Uh, my roommate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's watched pretty much every movie except for this. Honestly, one. at this point, it'd be weird if he wasn't on the show. Yeah. Yeah, like this is okay. the guy who like gives me solace. This is the guy who's usually way more critical about the movies than I am. Um, it's because he's he's an English student, so that means he's like actually smart as opposed to me. Anyways, you heard it here first, folks. Um, first first ever guest episode next week. Woo. Truth of Consequences, New Mexico. Get hyped. Tell your friends. We're going to New Mexico, you idiot. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's wrap this thing up because I think we've overcompensated enough for the last episode being 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that once again. Um, okay, well, thank you for listening. Um, yeah. This has been He's a Kiefer. Uh, thank you to Kaya for our amazing art. You can go find links to all her stuff in the description. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Kevin McLeod, as always, for our uh, theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. If you've listened to our trailer, you will have learned, as I have learned recently, that it, it just goes full it. on. It just goes full on like MIDI trumpet, and I dig it. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a banger. Thank you. Speaking Kevin of McLeod. which, go listen to our trailer. It's uh, should be on our feed somewhere. Uh, it's on why, our Twitter. Why are you getting them to listen to our trailer? If they're because I put listening. work into it. Okay, I did. Wait, it. did you make a proper trailer, or did you just yeah. like? I mean, I edited the stuff that we we said. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And then anchor like butchered our trend it's it doesn't matter um so yeah can follow matter. us on twitter um we've got some we got some we got we're getting some traction on there you know we got we're, we out here that's all i'm gonna say go follow us at hak pod thanks for listening <laughs> thanks thank for you listening. thank you for listening rate thank us on itunes for uh, i've been zachary leduc i've been Jaden cron and this, this has been, been he's a keeper he's a keeper he's a keeper is and will always be a keeper.
He has never stopped being a kefir. No have more. you now? Or have you ever been, been a Kiefer Sutherland? Legally, if, legally, if you're no. Kiefer Sutherland and I ask you, legally you have to let me know, or otherwise it's entrapment. <laughs>